week, Eric Trump was scheduled to come in for his final testimony in front of the fraud trial. He was supposed to do that on Wednesday. And this time he was not being called because the prosecutors wanted to talk to him. No, he was being called by his own defense lawyers. Let's get Eric's side of the story. Let's give him some softball questions. Let him explain away all of this fraud that we've already been found liable for. And then abruptly, suddenly out of nowhere, Eric Trump said, Nope, I am not coming in. I am not going to testify again. It is over for me. So everybody was a little confused, right? Like why, why is the defense's own witness now saying that they don't want to come and testify like president, uh, president's son or not. Why are you suddenly changing course when it's your people that wanted you to testify? That doesn't make any sense legally speaking. And then along came Donald Trump, right? (laughs) Donald Trump came out and admitted that he is the one who told his nitwit son, you don't need to testify. And Trump admitted this in a post on truth social, where he said, quote, I told my wonderful son, Eric, not to testify at the rigged trial brought by AG Letitia James campaign promise that without knowing anything about me, I will get Trump. She ran for AG, then governor of New York and lost. You know what? Let me go ahead and stop right there. You're really not the guy that needs to be making fun of other people for losing their elections. Okay. Because sure. Letitia James did not win the race for governor. She actually dropped out long before, you know, it got to that point, but, um, she didn't try to launch an insurrection to overturn those results. Now, did she No. So maybe, maybe don't call other people out for that because you're the one that still refuses to accept election results that are more than three years old now. Anyway, Trump continued. Eric has already testified perfectly. Unlike their star witness who admitted he lied. He didn't, by the way, uh, neither of those claims are true. Eric was not perfect. And their star witness on the prosecution did not admit that he lied. Uh, so there is no reason to waste any more of this crooked court's time on having him say the same thing over and over again as a witness for the defense us. His young life has already been unfairly disturbed and disrupted enough on this corrupt witch hunt. Besides, I will be testifying on Monday in this shameful, no jury allowed trial. Happy banks and insurance companies, no victims, great financial statements, perfect disclaimer clause, but a corrupt attorney general and judge. No need for Eric to get up there and just, you know, go on and on and on and on. Why? Like, do you not want the guy that was running the company while you were president to go up there and explain why there's no fraud? Kind of seems like you would want the opposite, right? It, especially because as you admitted, like it's us, he's our guy. And we're like, nope, don't need him. Don't want him. You don't do that because you think, yeah, we've already made our case. If, if you thought you had made your case, you wouldn't have already had him scheduled as a witness. What I'm assuming had to have happened is that Donald Trump and his legal team realized this guy's an idiot. His first time testifying did not go well for us. We probably don't want to put him back on the stand because after we talk to him, they get to talk to him again. And that ain't going to be good. You don't pull a witness unless you think that witness is either not going to help anything or more likely going to make things so much worse. And given Eric Trump's track record, both as a human being and a businessman, 
I can promise you had Eric Trump taken the stand this week, he probably would have made things so much worse. And that's why Trump says he made the decision to pull the testimony, but it's not to protect Eric's young life. It's to prevent the idiot from saying something incredibly stupid. This week, the Nevada Attorney General announced that they have indicted six individuals who served as fake electors for Donald Trump in 2020. Now, these fake electors had signed up saying that, yes, we are the legitimate electors for Nevada, not for Biden, but for Donald Trump. You need to count us and ignore these other folks. And they're now being criminally charged. So didn't work out the way they thought it would. And there are members of the state Republican party that are now indicted because they were the fake electors. But here's where this story gets interesting, right? This isn't just ha more Trump people got indicted. It's that this investigation, the grand jury that indicted these six individuals is not done. This is literally the first step because as I reported earlier this week, we just found out that Kenneth Chesbro, Donald Trump's former lawyer, who was also indicted alongside him in Georgia, but has since taken a plea deal has already agreed to cooperate with the grand jury in Nevada, likely according to the reports in exchange for himself, not being prosecuted. So the fact that Chesbro just recently, like as far as we know, in the last week made this deal with prosecutors in Nevada tells us that investigation is just heating up these indictments. I mean, these are the appetizers, the main course, hell, the soup and salad. Those are still to come. And Kenneth Chesbro is likely to be the guy serving those up on a silver platter. So what happens in a case like this is you start by getting the low people on the ladder, right? The lowest rungs of that ladder possible. And then you work your way all the way up to the top. And we have to assume at this point that the person sitting at the top of the ladder, much like over at Georgia is of course, Donald Trump himself. So you indict the six people. You don't want to take these six people to trial. What you want is plea deals. You want these six individuals to turn against and turn in the people on the ladder rung above them. Now, given the fact that these, uh, uh, several of them were GOP officials in the state, high ranking people, likely the next rung of that ladder is going to be somebody like Kenneth Chesbro with direct contact to Donald Trump. Now, Chesbro, so he's the guy in the middle, Trump on top, electors down here. Chesbro's already said, I'll, I'll do what you want me to do. Don't criminally charge me and I'll give you all the info. So these fake electors, they may not be able to necessarily get Chesbro indicted, but if they can give enough damning information about Chesbro, forcing Chesbro to have to divulge more information than he may have wanted to, that could then lead to Donald Trump. Every one of these prosecutions, every indictment, every grand jury, it is a chess match, right? You put the pieces in place where you need them so that when the time comes, you make your attack. 
There is a ton of legal strategy happening here behind the scenes, uh, both in Nevada and Georgia, by the way, that, that if you're not in the legal profession, it's difficult to understand. So I hope I'm explaining it in a way that makes it a little bit easier for everybody. But again, Chesbro's the guy in the middle, the guy with direct contact with Trump, likely the guy with direct contact with the electors. If the electors then say, yeah, Chesbro was telling us to do this, that, and the other thing, Chesbro then has more pressure on him to say that, yes, I told them, but it was coming from Donald Trump at the very top. This is an important one to pay attention to. Trump could end up being hit with more criminal charges by the time this one's all over. According to newly released emails, Fulton County District Attorney Fawny Willis, in an email exchange with Donald Trump's lawyers that did get a little bit heated because they were accusing her of some things, she got pissed, fired back at them, but I'm getting ahead of myself. Because in these emails, Fonnie Willis, the woman who will be prosecuting Donald Trump, said that Trump's going to jail. In fact, here are her exact words. We have a long road ahead. Long after these folks are in jail, we will still be practicing law. That's what she sent to Donald Trump's lawyers. You know, again, there's lots. That's not the only, she didn't just send an email that just said that, uh, basically telling these folks like, Hey, you may want to think about your futures here because these folks are going to jail and you want to have a law career after that. Right? So maybe don't make baseless allegations against me that are going to end up getting you in trouble. One of the allegations that they hit her with was that she allegedly was not cooperating with the discovery schedule, something that even the judge said it was simply not right. So yeah, Fonnie Willis was in the right. Trump's lawyers were making crap up, but it's that statement, right? Long after these people are in jail, we'll still be practicing law. What does that mean? It means several things. One, it means that Willis is confident enough in the evidence that she has against Donald Trump to be able to say plainly, clearly, and confidently that he's going to go to jail. Like she knows what she has. She knows what the other side has. She knows what the defense has, right? Everybody knows what everybody has. And she's like, nah, I got him. Like he's done and you really cannot fix that. That's number one. Number two, and this might even be more important than that is she signaling to these Trump lawyers that when all is said and done, after I get this conviction, guess what? I'm not going to ask for a lenient sentence just because he's the former president of the United States. I'm looking for jail time. I'm not looking for exceptions. I'm not looking for house arrest. I'm looking for a prison sentence for your client. Now that's been the big question mark, right? I've done tons of Q and A's and everybody, not everybody, but every time I do it, multiple people will ask like, is, could Trump really go to jail? Well, don't ask me, ask Fonnie Willis now, because she seems to say, hell yeah, he's going to go to jail. Hell yeah. I will put him in jail. We'll figure out how to make it work when the time comes, but I am not going to go easy on this guy just because he served as president of the United States. 
in the eyes of Fonnie Willis, yes, this is a high profile person she's taking down, but in her eyes, he's just like any other person in her district that she has to do a trial against. Young, old, rich, poor, doesn't matter. She has a job to do and she's going to do the same kind of job against Donald Trump as she would against, you know, a, a, a drug dealer or whoever it is. I'm going to hit you where it hurts and I'm going to do what I can to get bad people off the streets. That's what Fonnie Willis is telling us. And again, the logistics of putting Donald Trump in jail, something a lot of people have questions about, but it's not impossible. And the logistics of it also should not prohibit Donald Trump from paying the price. If he is convicted, if he is convicted, he needs to be treated like anybody else going through the system. He should not get special favors. And so far, by the way, in Fulton County, he has not gotten special favors. He got special favors, you know, with the DC indictment. He got special favors with the Florida indictment, got special favors with the New York indictment. Didn't have to get his mug shot. Didn't have to go through all that kind of processing, but he did in Fulton County because they're taking this seriously. They took off the kid gloves in a way that none of these other indictments have. And that's what Fawny Willis is saying in that email. If I get a conviction, I'm not going to go easy on him with the sentencing. I'm going to ask for the full and we're going to send him to jail. You know, I'm always shocked by Donald Trump's lawyers and not in a good way. Um, because every time, as I say, they're in the news, it's because they've done something very stupid, right? You never see a headline that says Trump lawyer absolutely nails it in court, sticks it to the pro. No, it's like, uh Oh, Trump lawyer, you know, crap their pants in the middle of the courtroom. Um, it hasn't gotten to that yet, yet. I mean, at this point, anything's possible, but this week something happened with one of Donald Trump's lesser known lawyers who is actually working in front of the Colorado state Supreme court to reverse a lower court's decision that did say that, yep, Donald Trump engaged in an insurrection. Now what's funny about this to me is that this case in Colorado, and I'll get to the stupid thing the lawyer said in a minute, but I got to set it up for you. This case in Colorado, right? Was the 14th amendment challenge saying that because Donald Trump engaged in an insurrection or supported an insurrection, he should be barred from running for office ever again. Now the lower court said, yes, I do find that Donald Trump engaged in this behavior. However, I'm not going to remove him from the ballot because I do not believe the 14th amendment applies to Donald Trump. Okay. So Trump's lawyers should have at that point just been like, great, we're done. We won. All right. See you later. No, these idiots appealed it. You know, they get more legal fees that way. Cause they're still working on the case instead of it being done. By the way, Donald, maybe keep uh, a close eye on that. Cause you're kind of getting milked here. Um, so anyway, they appealed it because they wanted the high court, the Colorado state Supreme court to strike down the part where they said he did engage in an insurrection because that can come back to bite him, but you didn't have to do it. So anyway, this week, Donald Trump's attor- attorney, uh, was it Scott Gessler? goes in front of the state Supreme court. And he says, listen, I know that lower court said that my guy here uh, Trump's not there, but my guy engaged in an insurrection. But I got to tell you that that's not true because the insurrection only lasted three hours. And for a real insurrection, 
yeah, you got it. It's, it's gotta be bigger than three hours, right? I mean, we got to run the clock here. Three hours is not enough time for an insurrection. So you have to strike down that part of the lower court's ruling. And I wish I was making that up, but let me read you the exchange between Trump's attorney Gessler and the justices on the bench. <laughs> he said, quote, it has to be for a substantial duration, not three hours. At which point the justices were a little confused, right? They're like, Hey, we're looking at the definition, you know, in, in the encyclopedia Britannica here. And it doesn't, it, it doesn't have a time frame on it. Like an insurrection could be five minutes. It could be three hours. It could be three years. Um, what, what are you doing here? So they ask <laughs> one of the Supreme court justices asked Trump's lawyer, where is all that coming from? You've added a whole lot of conditions there. And it was at that point that Trump's lawyer, I guess, kind of had a moment of panic, like, oh crap, like now I have to tell them where I got it. And he responded, we're all sort of making it up at the end of the day. You told the Colorado State Supreme Court that an insurrection has to be an event that lasts longer than three hours by your definition. They're looking at the real definition in the books and like, where, where, where'd that come from? Like what, what page are you on? And he's like, Oh, I made it up. I just top of my head just right now. Just came up with it. That's pretty cool. Huh? I mean, we can do that. Um, in court is just make stuff up, make up legal definitions to, to fit our agenda. Right. I mean, that's, that's what we do as lawyers. Now, as I said, you didn't have to appeal this ruling. Like you, you won. Yeah. They got that little thing in there that you didn't like. And, but you, you could have, you could have done nothing, right? You could have just walked away, but instead Donald Trump's lawyers said, let's appeal it. And then let's go to court and make stuff up. So in case you're wondering how Donald Trump's lawyers are faring, the answer is, holy crap, they're even worse than we could have imagined. Thanks for listening to today's Fair and Balanced Daily. Stay up to date with all of our content by finding us on YouTube at youtube.com slash fairandbalanced and follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at fairandbalanced. <laughs>